Welcome to Janolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola, and this is my podcast where I say what I want and I keep it real. I discuss celeb gossip, reality TV, and everything I'm going through weekly. While I talk, I'm usually sipping my drink of choice. Now, that would have been my intro probably three years ago, but things have changed, and we are adding a new segment called Realish. This is going to be where I'm either talking about serious topics going on in the world or interviewing someone about a certain topic, whether it be race in America, becoming a mother, a business owner, so on, so on. You get it. I'm going to have a different guest every week. They're usually my friends or my family and sometimes literally a total stranger. So sit back and enjoy. This is my advice, my opinion, and as you all know, you can either take it or leave it. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Janolaism. I'm here with a really special guest. I'm here with Beijing of BTV and Secret Society Motion Pictures. Hi. Hey, y'all. How are Good you? Day. Thank you for taking the time to come here today. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. Of course, but before we start, I just have to let everybody know how I know you. Ooh, I've known boy. you my whole life. My whole life. Whole, like, there's no in-between, like, there's no years. It's just... 27 years that I've been on this earth, yeah. I've known you. I don't know you as, well, I know that you are Beijing, but I've known you as Kuai right. my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, cookouts, birthday parties, birthday parties Christmas, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, like everything. Any holiday <laughs> you can think of, we were there. We've been there. So, I'm, but I'm excited to have you here. Yeah. I've been dying to have you on. I know. How We've been trying to make this happen. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while, but we got here. We got here. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So before we dive in and I ask you all these questions I have and dig deep into your life, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us about you, your what you do every day and your main job? Well, I am a filmmaker. I, I am a director. Um, I have my own production company called BTV, Beijing Televised Visuals. Snaps. Um, I'm also part of a very extensive network of filmmakers called Secret Society Motion Pictures. Love it. Um, it's a group of guerrilla filmmakers from northern New Jersey, all over New Jersey, tri-state areas. Basically, we pretty much dominate the tri-state area when it comes to film. And um, I shoot everything from movies to commercials music videos you got a baby shower i'm like i don't like (laughs) no i'm trying not to do any more events i don't want to do my events but you know i was i I I remember no i remember that you used to you did a gender i saw a gender reveal that you did yeah i i'm trying to but you've done it all but that's good you've it is good that you've done it all yeah yeah i I have i i have a really extensive category the resume is long darling very (laughs) much Very much. I've I've worked with um I've been on set with like a ton of well known people. I've just was on set helping a friend out with uh, La Fabio Foreign and over on the West Coast. Like we do a lot of things with like Nipsey Hustle. Come crew. on, travel team. I know. And then we hit ATL. You know how that go. Shout out to the ATL. Wheels crew. up, always in motion. <laughs> always I love traveling. That. So um yeah, my resume is pretty extensive. It's pretty cool. Plus, I'm a teacher. I teach art, and I also teach film in high school so, in York. Like I said, the resume is just... It's extremely long. Yeah. It's paper on paper on ink on ink, and yeah. it doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't stop. Um, I'm a really cool, badass editor. I do all my editing work myself. and You're um, amazing. I really love building sets, and you know, right now I'm in a phase of moving away from music videos and moving more into cinema. And getting like a couple movies under my belt, so we're working on a horror film that's gonna be shot in English Town, by the way. Yeah. Lies. I swear to God. Wait. <laughs> I can't wait to show you. Oh, um, I can't wait. But yeah, we're when gonna... it drops, will you come back and talk with us? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I said, I just I just like to keep it moving, keep it moving, keep rolling, keep networking, keep meeting, keep trying, keep practicing, keep believing, all that jazz. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you. Um, so just to give people a little background, if they don't follow me on Instagram, I had posted something a few months ago saying how I want to talk to a young mother about what it's like, what they go through. And I didn't have anyone in mind at all. I was just putting it out there because I was like, I don't want to like, I know you and I, 
I have a few other friends that have moms, but I didn't want to put anybody on the spot and like yeah. be like, do you want to come on and like be my mom go to? Like, yeah. I didn't want to do that. It's so, a subject. yeah, because not everybody touchy. wants to talk about it. Nah. So, <laughs> so, when I posted it and you were like, I'd be open to it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then I was also like, okay, but she's not just a mom. She also, I don't need to relist her resume. She just listed it. So, I was like, <laughs> I have to bring you on to talk about not only being a mom, but how you're juggling all of this, Ooh. plus being a full time mom, hold on to your seats, of twins. Of twins. Ah, of twins. There it is. Like, don't leave. We cannot leave out the twins part. The there twins part is. They, you have it. So, yeah. to jump into the question topics, realish part of this podcast, I want to start with hard question. Did you always want to be a mom? No. No, no, no. I shake your hand. I appreciate you for being honest because I don't want to be a mom either. Yeah, no, and I, but I, I feel not. like it's a very touchy subject. Yeah, it is. I did not want to be a mom. I was not the friend that you would see with children. Like I was, I was, a, I was a friend Same. that, you know, my friends would have kids and I would go to the hospital in in, in my uh, my leather pad leather boots with heels on. Drop off the gift. Drop off the gift. Can you hold the baby? Oh my Take god, a few so pictures. cute. Snapchat, hey. Look at the baby. Hey, baby, we're here. And then be on my merry way. Of course. Be on my way. Yeah. Like, I was not the the person that was anywhere near shape, anywhere shape or form, the ideal fit, their ideal parent. I was a hot mess. So, no, I I always, I did did not always. You never thought this was. No, but on the flip side, like, you know, I do what every girl does. At 25, I want to be married with kids. Oh, yeah. Husband, dog, house, children at 25. Can I say, like, how crazy it is to me, just as I've gotten to, like, my ages, and I'm, like, I'm hysterically laughing at, like, at 17, 18, what I thought 27, 25, hell, 21, what you thought those things were going to be like. Like, I remember I used to say, like, I want to be married by 27. And then when I got engaged, I had the longest engagement because I was like, no, like, I don't find the, I don't see the rush. Yeah. So. 20 is just, is such a developing stage of, like, it's just a developing block of time. Yeah. And so. You know, to be so young and want to go out and get married, I mean, that's cool and all, but you also need time to figure you out first before you can go and marry off to someone. Like, you need to figure out what yourself that makes you happy, that makes you you, and that makes you go, and that makes you exist. And a lot yeah. of people forget to do that part, and then they get huh. married, and then they're like, oh, you don't love me, you don't know And then you get to me. 35, 40, and you're divorced and you're because... Yeah. Or you're Or you stay in your marriage, and you're, but you're not you're happy. You're miserable, because you never took the time to develop yourself. So, I mean, like, I'm not married, but, you know, I will take as long as it takes to, to develop me, to understand what I like before I walk down any aisle. As you should. Like, I'm okay. As you <laughs> should. And I think I love that you said that because I feel like girls in our age category, I mean, any woman needs to hear that, but especially in our age category, with, I can say, like, I have seen just from, like, girls I've graduated, so many that, like, got married and engaged, like, like, as soon as they graduated college, college. and I'm not judging, like, everybody, different strokes for different folks, Mm -hmm. but I just know, like, once you get out of college, like, you think you know everything, you don't know a thing, you don't know anything, you're figuring it out, like, even with this podcast, like, each, even week, I'm learning something new and figuring Mm -hmm. it out on my own, so I feel like if, Especially women just took the time to realize what they want and what they want to do. Yeah. We could... We could conquer. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, sometimes it does get a little bit sad because, like, you know, society has painted such a picture on, like, okay, you go to high school, you go, you graduate high school, you go to college. You get married. You meet the love of your life. You, you get, get married, married. You have babies. You work nine to five. You have babies, and then that's it. That's And then life just stops for you. But then, like... You know, and that might be for that, some, it's some not people. For, it is. Some people want that. And I'm not yeah. judging that. If that's like you, I know girls that say like, oh, I was born to be a mother. I don't understand that because yeah. I don't feel that. Right. And it could be, everyone says like, when you have kids, you'll know. And I believe that. Yeah. But for me, like, I don't, feel, I feel like I was, I could be a mother, but I don't feel like that was all I was born to be. Right. I don't. Why can't like... I be that and 18 other things or two other things or just one more, even if it's one more thing. Yeah. I... You know, I, 
You know, I, I this is gonna sound terrible, but no, like, be honest. like I said, like society has painted such a picture that weddings, and then when you go to weddings, it's like, oh, these are fun, but I'm just like, I'm just here for the cake. So, like, if I, like, right now, the way my mentality is, a wedding, like if I wanted to get married, like, I would honestly just be getting married just to wear a dress and wear and, and have a cake and a party. So it's like, why can't I just do a, all this stuff? A wedding <laughs> is not a marriage. Yeah, exactly. And that's it's what I not. think people put together. It's exactly. like, you can have the most beautiful wedding in the world and your marriage is gonna it could be a mess Mm -hmm. your wedding doesn't equal your marriage no and you need to work on that before hence to why i have a two-year engagement because you do need to figure it out especially when you're this young who's rushing you need to know what your life is like without the person that you're supposed to enjoy life with someone that's not supposed to be your entire world it's not supposed to be your whole life. No. Your whole life does not revolve around one single person. It's a, it should revolve around you. So you need to take two, three. I know people that are 10 years engaged. Okay. And now, listen, like, not, I, I admire, who is it? Um, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Never been married. Look at them. Yeah. Happy. I mean, I my views on marriage, I don't know. It, it's odd. Like I said, I'm here for the cake and the party. The cake and the party. Too. But, like, and then, and, and, and you know, like I said, these, these new views, people are like, oh, marriage is. It's just a piece of paper. It's government. Like, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, no, I will never get married. Like, never get married. And then, and then it gets tricky when you become an entrepreneur. It gets tricky when you have so, businesses and assets. And I mean, like, you, you see my Instagram. Up. I stay joking. Like, I'm going to take everything from Robin. I mean, I'm joking. <laughs> but when you do, you know, you have to yeah, think you about have that. You actually like, think about this type of stuff. Like, <laughs> prenups are things. Uh, they're not just for men. No, they're <laughs> not just for men. <laughs> they not are not. Men. Whoever told you that lied to you. Yeah. They've been so lying. You saw what happened to Janet. I'm a Janet. Poor Janet. She Poor said, you're going to take all I have. Harpo beat me. No, let me see. <laughs> so. Oh, Janet. Because back to mm-hmm. the twins. Mm-hmm. Were you shocked when you, when they told you, like. Girl. <laughs> you're, you're, ma'am, you're having twins. No, that's not even how I found out. First of all, I didn't even know I was having children. I, was, I did not know I was pregnant. Um, not and pregnant. Then, and then when I went to the hospital, the, the ultrasound check. The tech lady, she was like, oh, there's babies in there. I'm sorry, plural. Mm, I heard that S. Say Run that back again. Run that back turbo. <laughs> Run that back turbo. <laughs> what did you say? She's like, yeah, there's babies in there. There's two in there. I'm like, oh, my God. I, jumped. I, I, see the, I just see the room spinning at this point. Like the whole. When people see, just start seeing colors. I they just, just start seeing I different just, colors. I, I swear to God, I just saw the galaxy. Like, <laughs> And I, I felt so many different emotions. I was so happy, but then I was sad. I was disappointed, but I was mad, but then I was excited, but then I was like, what? I yeah. felt almost, I've never in my life felt like that before. Like just a wave of emotions, just up and down. Just a wave of emotions. Yeah. Yep. Just a wave of emotions. And to be quite honest, because I had like a really, I had a really difficult pregnancy. So I, like I remember that. tell a lot of people about it. I'm very, like, I love talking about it because I know that. I hear people mention tough pregnancies and stuff, but it's one thing to hear about it and one thing to be a part of it. Yeah. And, like, when I first found I was pregnant, and before I found out I was twins, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get an abortion. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, it's just It's not happening for me. Bye-bye, cell. It's not a baby yet. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, But then when I found out it was two, I'm like, oh, no, I'm a serial killer, so I can't do that. That's like... Murder, mass murder. No, I feel like you. It was like, like, wait a minute. It's one thing for one. It's a lot to to, two. Yeah. What? I I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Personal question for me, though. That wasn't from my side, was it that you got twins? No. Okay. There are no twins. There are no twins. Okay. No, no, no. It's not of being pregnant because I feel like we get all these, you know, have the baby in the pool and the, the doulas and. Oh yeah, I went that route. You did. I tried it, but I mean, it wasn't it, for you. It was. I was scared. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what, why we let people like beautify the pain that is associated mm-hmm. with pushing an object out of a very. You ouch. pushed out too. 
I didn't push out. I had C-section. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I had but I'm to. saying, but you would have had to push out two. Not it wouldn't have been one. Not because Could they come out at the same time? Nine times out of a ten, a twin mom is not going to push, push out, out a twin. She's going to have a C-section. Somebody's either going to be upside down. I mean, not upside down because that's where they're supposed to be, but somebody's not going to be upside down. Yeah. It's just the room. It, nine times out of ten, most twin moms don't. Are having C-section. Are C-section. Okay. It's just dangerous. Yeah. For, for baby and mom. And, and mom. Yeah. yeah. I was considered, I was, when you have twins, you're a high risk, yeah. high risk patient. I could go at any point. Like, it, pregnancy for me was terrible. Not a good time. It was not a good time. And it was my first one. My body was like, what's going on? Twins were taking up all my nutrients. I'm thinking I'm eating enough for two. And I'm, I have to eat enough for ten. I was going to say, like, you're, yeah, you're having two other thinking, humans plus yourself. And I'm thinking I'm doing enough. And I was getting sick. And my body couldn't oh. handle it. So And at a young age. Yeah. I was 25. Yeah, I was 25. That's still young. Like, that's... I, I, I know people have kids at that time. But, like... That's still a young, that's still young. Yeah, it's young. And I wanted it to be young because I, you know, I just see my kids playing sports and me wanting to be a part of that. I like, feel I that. Run, be, you want to run after them. Yeah, I want to be able to run after my son. I want to be able to run after my daughter. I want to be able to take her to cheer and have enough energy to take him. Mm. Yeah, like I want to be, I want to be that mom. Like I can see you being that mom because your kids are always with you. And I yeah, love that. They are. Like I mean, your Instagram is work. And kids. Yeah, my Instagram. But I love that. My profile, my my profile is for work, but my story. Your story, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, but I love that. Like I'll be scrolling, you'll be doing your thing, and then I see them, and they're just, and you're, and you're so happy with them, and they're so happy. Yeah. And it just is beautiful to see. It's morning, Jaden's like, "Mommy, you're the best." I'm just like, "Well, thank you very much." Like it they is, are the sweetest. <laughs> kids. Sometimes I even forget. I'm like, sometimes I forget. I like. Uh, like this morning, I woke up and Jaden was in, but there was a four year old in my bed, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, what are you doing what are you here? Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. in my room. But <laughs> he's sweet. And that's actually what makes everything worth it. Like all of the stress and the trials and tribulations. This is, it's, this is how you have a positive attitude towards motherhood. This is how I fight through like the obstacles and the battles and all the things that I face. And the, because the, I can, you know, everybody has that side where. You can really go there and be negative and you be could like be. upset all the time, yeah. but and I was that way, yeah, for a long time. I was like that for a whole year. And once 2017 hit, I said, I'm not doing this to myself no more. Like, I'm not about to sit here and do the who's what, when, where's, and why's. I'm not gonna do shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, I'm not about no. to do that, and I can't do that mentally because it'll bring you under, yeah. And uh, instead, like, I'm just gonna embrace them. And then once they start reaching out and they start doing this, and mm-hmm. they like, pick me up, and I want a Cheeto, and they start talking, now it's just like, okay. Like now we're actually having conversations. Yeah, like I now these are my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are cool. Now these are these my, are my broke best friends. Yeah, yeah. Broke, I love them. Can't say that. Yeah, this is my broke bestie. Jay, yeah. They're a blessing. And like I said, I had a really, really tough pregnancy. It was like, ugh. It, it was, was bad. Too, it was bad. Yeah. Like I said, they took uh, all of my nutrients from me. My body couldn't handle it, so that led me to having an early pregnancy, uh, early delivery at I remember that I think your, your baby shower got pushed up. I remember. Was it pushed up or no, pushed back? No, my baby shower didn't get pushed back. I ended up having my baby shower before, after they were born. Yes, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. I remember one of those. Yeah, I had a baby shower, and it was after they were born. Yes. So they were here. That's, were, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah no. My baby shower, well, they were supposed to be born in March, and they, they, they came in December. So Livy was born. She was 15 pounds. I mean, sorry, 15 ounces. Jaden was one pound, 15 ounces. So, like, oh. just dealing with that alone. And then I, I had them at a um, uh, pro breastfeeding hospital mm-hmm. that, like, made it super important and made it their daily duty to remind you to breastfeed. And I'm not against breastfeeding. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. But for my situation... It was it wasn't beautiful. I yeah. couldn't breastfeed. You couldn't do it. Yeah, no. I couldn't breastfeed because I was not developed. They were too little. They didn't know. They didn't get their instincts to suck yet. No, that's they the last there. thing that's They weren't on. there and you weren't there. Yeah. It was so, like your body wasn't there and they weren't there either. Yeah, so that's I crazy. would be pumped when they attached me to like a machine. I was feeling the disconnect. Yeah. You know, that hormone. You need that. The same like the feeling of love, the warmth that you get. It that it's females are like fascinating. And I remember that I used to like um uh, what's that word? Obsess myself 
with the science behind like how our bodies, our bodies work. work. It's insane. It's insane. When a female, it's a hormone that gets released. That's why it's so important with, when the baby is born that they put the baby on your chest. Yeah. Because that skin to skin is what activates your brain to say, okay, time to start making milk. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's how it works. Your brain tells your body to start making milk. But if you're not pumping, if the baby's not sucking it out, that, that sucking motion, the, that's what tells the brain to continue to make milk. But if they're not, but if it's not getting that 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 hormone and that suction from the baby, then brain's like, okay, baby must not be hungry, so let's yeah. not make it. Let's not over make milk. So what would happen oh. with me is I didn't have that hormone activation, and it was sad. Like the hospital would give me their blanket, and I would have to go home and sniff it just to get like a couple drops of milk yeah. out. And um, yeah, that's why they and, and and it's around the clock. You got to pump like every hour oh, no. every two hours it was it was a mess i was driving myself nuts you know I pumping had... is not i've seen a few women do it at work and i don't know yeah i mean like i was not those women the ones that are like oh i gotta get it out then they pump out gallons of milk and then no i was the one that was like would be sitting in a chair for hours and only getting like this much milk oh like that was me like to the point where like my breath would be on fire because oh. I was so determined to, yeah. to feed them. Of and, course. Um, I remember having an anxiety attack at the hospital. Like, I feel like a failure at this of point. Of course. Like, I'm like, I just feel like a failure. I'm like, I had the twins young. Not young. I had them early. And then it was ironic. And this is actually what made me decide to never go back into corporation anymore. Is because my job that I had, hmm. they laid me off because they didn't want to give me sick leave and medical leave because the doctor had told me before I gave birth that I needed to be put on bed rest mm-hmm. and that I was dilating too soon. Yeah. And so they gave me a surgery called a cerclage that would stitch it up. But he said, after this surgery, you have to be put on bed rest. You cannot get up. You cannot get up for the rest of this pregnancy. And I'll, I'm a, I'm a breadwinner. Like I get up and now I'm out. Yeah, like, you I'm work. yeah. Yeah. So like for me, it's like, what? But then my first option was, okay, like I do digital work at work. I, that's some I was a community, I was the communications director for, uh, um, carpenters union union. And, um, kind of everything I did was digital. I was going to say you could have worked from home. I could have worked from home. From the bed. But they did not honor that. They did not let me do it. Corporations are just disgusting. Yeah. I, they are. I don't understand. It who, was no. I understand. It was either me or them. Well, yeah. No, and, I get that. It's like <laughs> that's I, it. I feel like and you then, hear that story so many times. Oh yeah. That it's like so. No one that works has a conscience or yeah. like you're telling me. I know it's mostly men. So it's like your wife, mm-hmm. but they're used to their wives just being home. They don't yeah. have jobs. Yeah, yeah. So it was, and I definitely did work with a, a bunch of men. Men, that of were course. Just like, oh no, you can't be here. Okay, get us somebody else. So, you know, that was annoying and that hurt a lot because, you know, you just graduate college and you didn't go through the phase of struggling to find a job. You're giving you got a job. The job. You got the job. It's a great job. You have everything going and then you lose it all. So now it's just like, well, what now? Like, what now? What do I do now? Yeah. And then, Where do like, I go? not having a strong support system and not having anyone to really talk to and dealing with the judgment of society of feeling like everybody's just looking at you. Mm-hmm. You know, just feeling like you are a failure to society and feeling like everybody... Even though I didn't have a teen pregnancy, I was an adult. An adult. You were 25 years old. Yeah, and still You had graduated degree. Yes, two. And still feeling like... Don't make... I can't even snap anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and still feeling like I failed Failed someone. But isn't that crazy how, like... I'm not saying a man wouldn't feel that way, but I feel like that's so much pressure... That we have as women yeah. and black women. And black. So. Don't be black. You know. <laughs> don't be black. <laughs> no, you're right. Don't and it's like, black. why would you ever <laughs> in the black. world feel like a failure? I know. I mean, I know how you yeah. could because I how felt like possible. that way. I get how it's possible. But it's fact that we've been put in these situations that one mess up. Yeah. And now everything that we've ever worked for, everything, everything. that we've ever done means nothing because nothing. of this one, not thing. even a mistake. Not even a mistake. It's not even a mistake. 
Yeah. It's just one thing that pushed us back a little bit. And that's honestly, I think that's the beginning of the stepping stone to depression and, oh. you know, dealing with yep. the contributions of parenting is because you're from the re- from the very beginning, you're feeling like you messed up. Yeah. When really it should be like, OK, we're here. What what do we do now? Like what 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 can we do now to move forward? What but, can I do to help you? What can yeah, I? What can I do to help? What can I do to support? What do you need? What can I do? I may not be able to do everything, but I'm here. I'm a support. I'm your support system. Women need support systems, and yeah. especially when you're pregnant. Especially. And, you know, and then once you get that, everybody's in your face, and they're like, "Oh, baby, 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 baby," and in the hospital, like I wanted to stay in it. I, I was trying to find reasons for me to be mm-hmm. admitted into the hospital, so I wouldn't yeah. have to leave, just so somebody can ask me how I'm doing, how you're doing, how you're feeling. How are you today? I enjoyed the doctor coming in right? and saying, Checking in on you. How you feeling? How's it oh, all going? Great, doctor. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. everybody else is like, baby, 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 baby. And then they forget about mom. Who's done all of this to get this baby, babies, yeah. Yeah. here. And then you have all the people that are like, oh, when the baby gets here, everyone's do this. When the baby gets here, everyone's do that. When the baby's here. If you here. ever need a babysitter, if you ever need this, ever need that. Baby's here. But then when the baby comes, mm-hmm. then it's like these people, they kind of just magically just back up they quietly. They disappear. It's Not like even that, disappear. They back up quietly. It's like that, um, that gif of um, <laughs> the Simpsons. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. They just back up quietly. And, and then they're gone. And then they're gone. And then you might see them um, next year on Facebook. They'll, oh, cute. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah, so but, big. They got so big. But what people don't realize when they do this is... You're providing a level of hope for mom. You're providing a shoulder for mom. Wow. You're providing comfort for mom. Yeah. And then you rip it away when you're nowhere to be found. And mom isn't going to call you up and say, hey, remember that time you mom's said? Mom's not going to call you up. Mom's not going to call you and uh-uh. do that. Mom's going to expect you to keep your word and mm. be there. So, wow. yeah, that that's it. That's it. You it's know? Tr- but it's and, the truth. Yeah, and depression is real. It's not depression a Depression is real. Postpartum depression is real. Hmm. I'm a survivor. Well, I'm not even going to say I'm a survivor because it never goes away. No. Once you have a child, it's literally a trigger in your body that's an imbalance of hormones where it can come back at any point where it's like you just feel all crazy. Yeah. So, and this is why there are women out here slaughtering their children. Because it, they are mentally, they are five, they are battling a mental illness that they don't understand, understand. that they don't have no. enough knowledge on, that society is telling them they're wrong for they're feeling wrong. this way. Because most mothers are like this. Yeah. And like, you're a bad mom. Yeah. Because you feel like this. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm always scared because I deal with anxiety really bad. Yeah. So I'm always like, I just know I'm going to have postpartum. Mm-hmm. I just know it's going to happen. Listen. And I it's was... going to be a dark place for me. I'm already mentally like, I feel like as soon as it happens, yeah. I know I'll be there because of how I deal with anxiety. Now. And now, yeah, now, now, as a 27-year-old right. that I've been dealing with for years now. Yeah. So I can only imagine once I give birth to another child. You're like, oh my God, I'm, how, how am I going to do this? The first thing you're going to think about is how yep. am I going to put this kid in college? And I appreciate, like, how am I, gonna, like, I appreciate <laughs> mothers like you that talk about it more because I feel like until recently, I didn't even know this was a thing or yeah, that it existed. It is definitely a thing. And it's it definitely exists. And the thing is, is that people aren't talking about it. No. Nope. And women aren't, are, don't understand it. When I, I even lied about it. Like I was in the hospital, the doctor had gave me a sheet like this and didn't explain what it was, but I'm reading it and I'm reading all these questions and it's like things like, oh, do you, do you ever feel this way? Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Have you ever had suicidal thoughts? I'm like, oh, they trying to check me if I'm crazy. <laughs> they trying to take my, they trying to take, take my baby. They trying to take my baby. Yep. If, I, if I answer this, the, the truth, if my babies are gone. They're going to put me They're going to admit me. I'm going to be a straight mm-hmm. jacket somewhere in a padded room. Thank you very much. And they, now I'm out. So no, I feel be, fine. So I'm I lied. Right. Yeah, of course. And I lied. I lied and I was circling tens when I was feeling zeros and Ugh. I went home with that pressure. Feeling the zero. Feeling the zero and I didn't know what to do and I lost it. And I went through a really, really rough patch. And then I went to, and then, and then eventually, it wasn't a pan, it wasn't until I found a pamphlet, and the pamphlet was like, "Hey, are you feeling this? Are you feeling that? Call this number." And I called. Mm. So that's exactly how I feel. Like that's crazy. Wow. And then they they um, told me that they were gonna put me, match me with an outpatient therapist. Nice. I started going to therapy love for therapy. months. I love therapy. That's something else that like we don't talk about enough, like especially in the black community. 
Therapy is a thing. It's, therapy was the best thing that happened to me as a parent. Amen. It was the best thing. So snaps for therapy. Mm-hmm. Snaps for therapy. Um, so you have two little babies. I do. But you have a third baby. I do. You do. My job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silly, yeah, you, you exactly no. You have a third baby, so BTV mm-hmm. is your third, third baby. baby. Yeah, we are three years strong. Dang, we three years strong. That's right. And when did you know this was it? Like this was it. This, this is what you life. wanted to do, mm-hmm. and that there was nothing else that you were going to do. So before the twins were born, I graduated from Rutgers University with my uh, bachelor's in fine arts. So I went to art school. And I remember in art school, everybody was like, oh, you, you, there's two ways you can go. You can either be an artist, mm-hmm. like, you know, a street artist, or there's, there's a stigma between street artists and then a commercial artists. Mm-hmm. So that's people that work for a company or, yeah. you know, are established. Now, street artists always got the bad rap because they're like, oh, you're never going to make money being a street artist, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't ever want to be that. So I went, <laughs> so I went and got my master's in business and my MBA, and I loved their, you know, how they push marketing, and I that was my study was marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, before the twins were born, I was heavily in photography, and yeah. I actually joined the network Secret Society, and that's when I started interning for, um, you know, the the whole network. I met Nimi Hendrix, who was an awesome, amazing filmmaker. I met Denity and Aishel and the whole Secret Society crew. And um, I was following them around for a long time, going to shoots. And I'm like, hey, I could do this. I could do this too. This is so cool. Yeah. This is dope, right? But then I got pregnant. And then it came. It became all about baby. Yeah. It was no longer no, about, you. about me. It was no. about baby. And I had sick babies. Yeah. So now it was it's like even double. Yes. Yeah. Triple. So the very first their first year I I didn't work. I was yeah. home with them for the entire year. Wow. My, sun up, sun down. You ain't see, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I like, I I didn't see you for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> you were out. Yeah, it wasn't until and then once they turned one, then I was like, Okay, maybe I could go on a shoot. Let me try to put a shoot. I actually started talking to a bunch of Jersey artists um, that were doing music. And I would okay. just follow them around. I'm like, hey, can I shoot this for you? Edit it up real quick. Put it up. Have people like it. Share it. Repeat. Meet an artist. Hey, can I come with you here? Do you need BTS for something? Take a shot, whatever. And then until I was contacted to do a music video, my first music video was terrible. But <laughs> experience, resume, yeah. Resume. But and, and but at, once I dropped that music video, another person would come and say, "Hey, of I course. want something." And another one, another one, and then it just continued to build. And then I was actually able to tap back in with Secret Society, nice. And as a, a more established uh, filmmaker at that point, because I had gone like two years on my by myself, just traveling all over the place, filming people filming movies, all types of stuff. And then I got back to Jersey and they were like, hey, like we want you to join the squad. Like nice. we want you to be SSMP. And I'm like, yes, I'm with it. I'm ready. Because I'm the only female. Well, only lead female, I would say. Like there's females in the network, but like to be in the actual group, like fe- like SSMP. So the way it is, is there's like seven directors, mm-hmm. main directors. And then there's like levels underneath, right? But to be up there with the... Aishel and the Nimi and the Denny. You, you know what's happening. It's, you know what I'm about to do. What? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be up there. Yeah, to be it's up amazing. there with them. It's like, that's so badass. Like, yeah. So. Like, do you just go home and be like, damn. Yeah, sometimes when I leave a good like, shit. Yeah. I'm the shit. Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> I do it. You should. Yeah. I'm going to start. I'm going to be like, gracious. I do. I get real excited on set. You'll see me on set. I'll be like, yo, you know see that? No, I love your story. Because <laughs> you, you get, like, if any, if, like, at the end, I'll tell everyone where to follow you. But, like, mm. you, if, I feel like I get the behind the scenes and the cool stuff of, yeah. like, because I don't really know what goes on between. She, no, it's so yeah. nice to see. Yeah. And you, you literally, it shows on your face. Like, it's, like, the same when you're with your kids. You can just see the pure enjoyment. Yeah, I love it. That you, you know? love it. And you're it's, having a great time. Sometimes it's frustrating. I'm sure. This smile, 
that's not on set. Of course. Oh, no. Because you're a boss. You know, but behind the scenes, I'm smiling. And underneath my soul, in my soul, I'm smiling somewhere. But, yeah. I love what I do. You should. I wake up. I, I commit to something that is... I literally work on something I do, like, every single day. I'm doing so, something film related. Baby, we know you booked and busy. Not even book... Not even book-wise. Like, you might... If I'm not out still shooting, I'm editing. Home editing. Yeah. If I'm not home editing, I'm planning. Yeah. If I'm not out planning, I'm networking. Like I'm every day. It never stops. I'm doing something for my business every yeah. single day. Yeah. Every single day. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. I was like, dang, I really do something for this every day. Every day, girl. Yeah. Do you? Okay, so perfect because it's my next question. You basically just threw it to me. <laughs> Do you make time for yourself? Not work wise, not kids, but just myself. You, you nothing know, to do yeah. with editing, nothing like that. Just you. You know, I make it an effort to get my hair done, get okay. my nails done. That is like, that's self care. That's still self care. Yeah, like do my makeup. You know, because, like I said, like, I can get in these phases where, like, I'm... Depression can hit. Hair is down, in a messy bun, lashes what, no makeup, like, sweats and hoodie, like, for days. And I will be working on my craft and be momming, but I, but I won't be feeling good doing it. I'll be tired, and I'm yeah. just... Like, why am I so tired doing this? And then I'll get up and do my makeup. Or I'll get up and take a shower, roll my hair up, do my makeup, put some nice clothes on. Because it's true. Like, you look when you look good, you, you feel, feel good. good. And that thing. is true. <laughs> Nobody. That's why, yeah, like, that's why when people say, even when people, when you when you get a job at, like, a, a, a retail store, they're like, oh, when you smile and you stand at the door and you're like, hi, can I help you? Like, that really translates as genuine because you're for like when you smile the act of forcing yourself to smile automatically puts you in a better mood mood it does when you make yourself smile so when i make myself like when i do my makeup and i do my hair and i you know get my hair done so i make time to do that good and i also try to like listen to my body when i'm tired like good it's so easy to get caught up in this concept of grind season meaning Oof. like you're not excelling unless you're speak on it. Unless you are like <laughs> yeah, killing yourself basically. Up twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, not sleeping. On yourself. Oh, like, I've taken. On. I've had four cups of coffee today. And yeah, like, like when did we get into this culture where like driving yourself crazy is success? Yeah. Who said you can't be successful, but also with like okay, I'm Time not, management. you might not need eight hours of sleep because I don't need eight hours of sleep. I can go off of four hours of sleep. Yeah. But I'm going to, it puts sleep in my schedule, believe, because I can't afford to, I walk around here like a zombie, nothing would get done. Well, time management is so important. Yeah. And I feel like I feel that for you because I am with an entrepreneur. So I yeah. see it as an outsider. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like I have like a soft spot mm -hmm. with, for like other people that are out here and just doing it because I see what it takes. So yeah, I know so that y'all are working over hours yeah and that it never stops it never and stops. even if you're at, like if me and you go out to dinner you're not done yeah. you're still working i'm still working because i have it's somebody, not a nine to five i have a cut a client emailing me about their videos that i have to edit and yep. i have new clients trying to inquire and then i have something that probably expired on my website that i gotta update and then i have a treatment that i gotta send out i have to hit up a producer i have to remember to post my shoot somewhere so i can make sure i have a crew ready like it never stops I yeah. have a million tabs open in my head every single day. <laughs> yeah. Every single day. But it's just, I try to make the effort to getting organized, and I owe myself that. My self-care plan is when I feel like having fun, I have fun. I stop. And you like, should. I literally, like, will say, you know what? Like, I need to go out, and I will. And I'm you putting should. this to the side. And I'll just deal, explain later as to why I pushed it back. But I need this to myself because... I can't, yeah, no. no. So I do a pretty good job of that. Like, good. I, I will like I'm put happy. work to the side and do something fun. Good. Like, and then go back to work. <laughs> and then go back. <laughs> no, I get it. Listen, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, um, I'm guilty. What does it mean to you to be a mom? Like for you, like what mm -hmm. is it? What is your? Because everyone's definition is different. There's not yeah, one definition. I don't have, there is no definition. Motherhood is literally like the best thing that could ever exist. 
Like, legitimate, the day that I found out I had all those emotions, but on the ride home, like, I decided that minute right there, that that, that minute, that I could do this. Yeah. Like, that I, you know what, regardless of whatever around me might not work out, I know I can, can do, do this, this. Because I know the type of person that I am. Yeah. And no matter what I'm in, I can always find a way to make money. I'm always going to be put into a position of something I can benefit from. Yeah. I don't settle for less. Nope. Um, I, I don't settle. And I make sure that I work hard so I don't have to. I was raised in a household of love, so I understand what it looks like to show love, but also have discipline. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just having someone to share that with, someone that you can literally, like, breathe, like, grow Mm -hmm. yourself with your bare hands, like a little flower. It's like a delicate flower. (laughs) A little plant. A little plant that you (laughs) house from a seed all the way up into... You know the come on, my Angelou. becomes a big flower, and now you're on my couch eating, eating, eating my cheese and stuff. But no, my motherhood is, is fun. Not my cheese. <laughs> you got my cheetos. Got my cheetos. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's fun. I so yeah. you spoke about how you travel. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to LA, you go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Does the mom guilt guilt ever sit in because of the travel? Because I feel like I hear moms talk mom about guilt that. Is every day. Yeah. I feel guilty about something every, every day? single day. Damn. Every day. Like today, I felt guilty that I wanted to bring them here. Why didn't you bring them? But I knew that it would be impossible for us to do this if I brought them here. I feel like I would get more views if no. they were just running around my feet right now. <laughs> so I blame you for low views. <laughs> they would be in here touching on laptops and mommy, oh. I need juice. Yeah. And I need no, this. I mean, I get we that. tablets in the bathroom. My son can't live with, like, he cannot physically be away from me for oh, no. a long yeah. period of time. You can tell he's a mommy's boy. Like, he'll go play with his friend next door, and then every two minutes, he's popping in to see yeah. what Checking I'm doing. On you. What you got, what's going he on, can, He'll be sitting right over there with his tablet, but he want to make sure he, he, make sure he sees you. Yeah, so and I, I feel bad that, you know, motherhood is great, but there also comes a great deal of sacrifice Yeah. so that I can be... So I can provide them everything they need. Yeah. I can't always be at it. I bring them to every birthday party. I can't always come to every single party that they get invited to. I can't always spend every weekend with them. Yeah. I can't always spend every, like for them, when I initially first moved up north, I would go to work. I would wake up. Okay, this was a day like for me. I wake up at Oh, perfect. Because we were going to do that. Give us. Oh, yeah. That was the next question. Give, Give us the right day in the life of Oh, place. man. There's two, there's, two da- there's two types of days for me. There's one day where I'm like teaching and doing film and momming. And then there's one day where maybe I might just be filming. So during the school year last year, I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would get myself dressed. Then I would get them dressed. We'd be up and out the door and in daycare by 7 a.m. I would go and be at the high school by 7.25, and then I would be done over there at 4.30, but then I would have, like, after-school activities with kids, because I also am the the club manager of the Jersey Club dance group at NCA. Add it to the resume. uh, Yeah. Add it to the resume. Add it to the resume. We have practice till (laughs) 7. And then I'd be going to daycare to pick them up at 7 o'clock at night. So they'd be in daycare from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then I would have to bring them home so they can meet the babysitter so that I can go to a shoot in New York. And it's just like, it was just like, when do you see me? When do you see me? You see me. You see me in the morning. You see me. But like throughout the week, you don't, we don't really see each other. And it's crazy because I used to tell myself, like, I wish that I had more time. And then COVID happened. And now I had all the time. That is funny. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, <laughs> we, I was begging for more time. I was like, yeah. I, I really wish I was in a predicament where I had to go to work and also, because let's just be honest, like, I'm still building and I don't have, you know, I don't have, I'm not in a predicament where I can not be a teacher. Oh, yeah. Either, because I have to have a salary for, the way I look at it, I need to be making three different salaries. One Girl. for me, one for Jaden, and one for Olivia. I know that's right. So that's why, like, I have, I don't mind being a teacher. I don't mind being an entrepreneur. I don't mind, like, taking on side jobs and stuff like that because I am available to put them in a nice school, to have a nice apartment, to have food, endless amount of food, to give them whatever toy they want when they want it. Like, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. And so... 
Yeah, so, but um, another day for me, let's say I'm shooting, is I wake up, I'm charging stuff up. Well, make, no, no, actually the night before, I'm so I'm basically packing up all my equipment. Mm-hmm. Then I'm meeting up with interns, meeting up with the crew, then we drive to a location, meet up with this, the person that we're shooting, shoot the talent, and sometimes I'm on set for... 12 hours at a time. Child, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm on set all day long. This isn't just a go and, yeah. you know, pick up a camera for an hour or two and then and go, go home, home and no. cook dinner, be home for dinner. No, this is more like, okay, we got here at 6 p.m. We're not leaving until 6 a.m. So it's breaking dawn. Like, I've had shoots like that. So it gets intense. It does. But it's actually like when you're doing it, though... It's like you're in go mode. Like, right, yeah, of course. Let's go. Next location. All right, boom. All right, this is what we're going to do. This is what I, that's how you I got love. it mapped out. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing is walking on set and looking at the set and being like, all right, this is what we're going to do. This yeah. is what we're doing. Like, you're over here. This is what position. I uh-uh, no, no. Okay, maybe that don't work. Okay. Like, you you have constant battles with yourself. Like, it's you're a, creative. You're creative. Yeah. Like, yeah. some things work, some things don't. And it's just understanding that creating, there's always a foundation, though. Yeah. So even though like, you know, this might not work, like I can always go back to the blueprint because the blueprint is that when you're setting up a specific shot, there should be this kind of light. It's just figuring out like what where is. to put it, you know? Yeah. So love. Yeah. Ooh. Check, check, check. But it's girl, it's it's, it's a lot. It's a it's lot. It's a lot. Yeah. What is the what's your favorite project that you've ever worked on? Period. Mm. Pooh. <laughs> you know, Mm. I mean, you've worked on a lot. Like we said, the resume is on long, a lot. honey. You've worked on My a lot. My favorite project. Come on. You know, my favorite project that I've worked on is actually unreleased. I haven't released it wow. yet. I'm finished. I know. I'm, like, I'm almost all over here like, dang, bad. Because, okay, I'm explain. So I wrote, I challenged myself with writing a movie. Okay. And shooting it in 24 hours times. That's it. Like like writing a short film. So writing up a script and then executing it in 24 hours. So I started it at 8 a.m. Uh-huh. And then I went down to Asbury Park and I actually found the crew. I found my actors. I found everyone that was going to participate, the locations, like all that stuff. We started at 8 a.m. and we finished at 10 o'clock p.m. The entire... Movie. So it's filmed. Yeah, everything is filmed. You just have to put it together. It is put together. It's you just, just haven't released it. Uh, yeah. Why? Because I haven't had time to really like sit and really go through it to okay. see like what needs to be fixed. If okay. there needs to be fixed, there's like little things I need to fix. But I've been so busy with clients. You've had a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because what you end up forgetting is when you have clients and you have a clientele is that you still, as a filmmaker, you still need to be working on you. You still need to be working mm. on the projects that yes. leave your legacy. And so that gets lost when you have people clients. saying, like, here, I got this for you. Like, oh, okay. I'm not going to say no to like, Right. Like, okay. <laughs> I'll, get to you. I'll get back to you. But then what ends up happening is that those goals and those. Um, your goals, what yeah, you Yeah, they want. get pushed Push back. back. And then until you had the time, and right now I just don't have the time. So I'm actually looking to hire an editor to edit the rest of that video, that that film for me because I just don't have the time to do it. Well, I'm just it's not a, I'm not putting anything on you. Yeah, I want to see it in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pressuring you. This is not me saying add it to your to do yeah. list, but. Yeah, I'm gonna add it. No, actually, I, want, I, th- I actually contacted. You need to see it. Yeah, it's it has a good message. It's about yeah. depression and so, suicide. Come on. So um, we're gonna get it done. Yeah, I, actually, I don't know how to edit, but we <laughs> we I'm here for support. So we're gonna get it done. I actually have contacted two editors already. So Amazing. if you're an editor and you need uh, you want to work, hit yeah. her up. I'm looking to hire an editor. Okay. Five years from now, mm-hmm. where do you see? Beijing and BTV. Where where are y'all? In LA, permanently. Come on, speak it. Yeah, speak in LA it. permanently. My grandmother thinks I'm gonna be in Tyler Perry Studios. I don't know why, but she's like always like. Oh, Did I not say that earlier she's though? She's like, I want you to write for him. You need to write for him. 
And I'm like... Can we just acknowledge <laughs> that I said before we started recording, oh, girl, you got me feeling like I'm in Tyler Perry studio. Oh, yeah, because the whole I did out. say that. So, I don't know. I'm not saying I know what's happening, but yeah. I did put that out there. You did. But I do you find did. it funny that she thinks... She's hilarious. She wants, oh, my gosh. She's hilarious. So... You know black women. They, oh, you know they love Tyler Perry. They love them some Tyler Perry. Like, I, I don't see myself working at Tyler Perry studios, but I do see myself pushing out more films. I do see. I can see myself. you using his studio. Yeah, I, I will say his, that. Yeah, Maybe you won't be working it. for him, but I can see. I mean, he has yeah, the whole. Yeah, or I would love to write for Tyler Perry. Yeah, like write a movie for him. In five years, my goal is to establish, be a stat, be an established filmmaker. It's like I spent so many years on music videos, and I'm trying. Yeah. I, I want to transition now, and um, you know, the hard part is is when you you know you have your films. The budgeting part. Yeah. You have to, obviously, like, you have to be the one that's paying for it. So, I'm actually working with a couple of contacts right now that are putting me in a position to be able to create films. This nice. is what I want to do. I want to tell my story. I want to tell stories. I'm a good storyteller. I love telling stories. You are. Yeah, I always love books. I was always the, the kid that would go to a birthday party with a backpack of books. Like, I was I always that. that kid. Yeah. I didn't have dolls. I had books. They and have like, dolls. I had books. <laughs> yeah. I was yes. always reading, and my heads were always creating and oh I'm the type God. of person where I'll hear a song and I can Im- like immediately imagine an entire scene for it. Really? Yeah. Like I'm you know how they say like my 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 life is a soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's me. Like I have a whole entire song list of certain situations that I play back when I just and I just think about the things that would happen nice. if it were to be an actual scene. So it's my God given talent. I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I think about it every single day. And so if you're not thinking about what you are doing or whatever you're working on every single day of your life, you're not thinking about it, it's not meant for you. Wow. Like, at all. Come on, that's God's how you know. gift. Yeah, that's how I know. I know. My God gave me the gift of storytelling. It is so important. I'm excited to see where this brings me, where this goes. I can't wait to expand. I'm already working on my third script. Love it. My goal is to start educa- educating, executing my first major film by the summer. So, I have things to do. You don't get them done. I'm not concerned. Yeah, I have things to do. Oh, you're going to do them. <laughs> you're going to do them and we're going to watch. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, can't, I can't wait. wait. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I don't know why I'm excited, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited uh, for you. I love this Jay Nola is You better stop I can No, listen. This, is when, this has been on the, the We've been trying. For We've been months. trying forever. I'm like... Girl, to get this done, I've like texted you something. to the show, right? I'm like, I just want to come on the show. I know, but you're on now, and we're gonna have you back again. Yeah, you know why? You know we're gonna have you back when when you drop ah my movie when you drop your movie, baby. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna hire an editor. Like, like I'm gonna hit please. my person that I had of interest up to do that. Please do. Um, um do thank it. you for coming on. Thank you for giving me your time because again, as we've listed, the resume is long, honey. You are it booked and busy and you gave me your time today. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming. And you for before me. you leave, let everyone know where they can find you. Website, Instagram, all that. Oh, all that. Well, I mean my handles are the same. It's official Beijing. Um on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, social media, all of it is all the same. Official Beijing. If you want to ever see my work, you can go on YouTube, type in Directed by Beijing. You'll see my work. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to link all your stuff below in the description so they will find you in case they couldn't catch that. So thank you, everybody. And until next time, bye. Bye, y'all. And that wraps it up for this episode of Janolaism. You know where to find us at Janolaism on Instagram. And please share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, oh, you're a droid user, sorry. But you can also listen on Spotify and, of course, Anchor.